Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But at the same time, you know, they're what, 48 and 6 at the time of this recording. So it's like they maybe don't need that much help. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing. How much are you willing to risk to actually like get that to go? So I don't know. It's it's a weird, like Mike, you said, it's a weird kind of needle to thread there. Oh, Mike, he looks God. like he's double checking the Bruins record to make sure it's actually <laughs> so what's going on. My jaw just dropped. I was like, what? Get the frick out of here. <laughs> Andy, yeah, Mick, okay, all right, fellas, let's roll. What's brewing, everybody? Oh. Yes, that is what Cam coined. Um, I, I thought you were doing the other, whatever that was, is the intro, and I was like, Drew, you forgot the, the new No, thing. that was my clap-in slash potential cold open. But yes, welcome to Brews and Bruins, episode something, season four. Uh, this one's going to be a two-parter, I think. One part with Cam, one part without Cam. At us on Twitter and Instagram and tell us what you think is better. Um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Just put it right on him. That's it. Um, but yeah, I'm Drew Johnson. We got Ham Casbrook. Cam Hasbrook. We got Chris Gear. We got Kat Silverman. We got Isabel. And I guess we have Mikey Radigan. Oh, sorry, you came after Isabel. That's the only thing. I don't have to be here, man. <laughs> like I can go. I'm there's a Knicks game on. I can go watch that. Yeah, you're really good. This is one things of that are themselves being on the podcast, but watching the Knicks might be one of them. <laughs> yeah, you guys want to see my blood pressure raise? Uh, sure, that could just be the whole episode. Be cool. be um, of Mikey's blood pressure as uh, Julius Randle tries to shoot threes. Hey, oh, he's an all-star. Come on. Yeah. Um, but we are a the Hockey Podcast Network podcast presented by Bruins Diehards and Pride Diehards and uh, sponsored by DraftKings and Raycon. Um, yeah, so anyone have anything to drink? I got something, but we can go around. I, Cam, I would assume, might be drinking water. With his ailment. Oh, oh, Cam does have something. Cam, take it away. First Fighting of all, I do have good large water here. But yeah. the thing is, the thing that people don't understand about healing colds is that, you know, I, I personally, I take a very holistic approach to health. 
It includes both both body and mind. So I do have some vitamin C here to heal my body as I fight off this head and chest cold. But I also have some Pacifico here to, to, <laughs> to heal my mind as I fight off this. Again, look, this is for the chest. This is for the head. It's good. Um, uh, so Pacifico. Take, take a shot of Jameson and chase it with Bud Light, and I promise you, you're cold. Exactly. You will, not, you will not be thinking about that it. That is what my body has been made of the past, yeah. like, 15 years. I guess that's the most Queens thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Just substitute the, the Bud Light uh, with a Miller Light, and I'm right there with you, buddy. Um, yeah. I got, I've gotten super into Highlight. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Well, it's the champagne of beers. No, we can sit here and talk about Miller oh, Highlight. So all day. Good, yeah. Yeah. It's anything it's Miller. Colin Miller. Miller Light. Whoa, look at the synergy. <laughs> uh, one of Drew and I's favorite joints, uh, free advertising if it's good enough. Wilson County Barbecue has three dollar Miller Light or Miller Highlights rather with uh and they're the big boys too, with uh, oh, some I, of the best, probably the best fried chicken sandwich I've ever had. Uh, yeah, I just got County. the pulled pork dinner from there, takeout oh. for uh the Super Bowl, and uh I might have thrown some of it up at 3 a.m. unrelated <laughs> to their food because yeah. their food is awesome. That's pretty um, sick. That's a resounding. Yeah, that's that good. Right there. It's yeah. that good. You wanted to eat it twice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the survey said drinkability. <laughs> On the Pacific Coast, drinkability is like a 36. It's, you can crush these. I might <laughs> just fight the cold. Uh, tasteability. Fight the cold. Drink Pacific. I don't know. My my tasteability is a little messed up right now because I'm a little stuffed up. And, you know, the nose, as we spoke with Peter about, is an important part of tasting and experiencing beer. So tasteability right now, situationally, there's going to be like a 10. But I think normally it'd be closer to like an 18. So shots to Pacifico. Classic beer. Nice. Who's next? Um, would you like me to go next or do you want to go next? Okay, I am next. I am drinking a Golden Road Brewing Company mango cart, mango wheat ale. Um, this is a, let's say a standard when we... Uh, say it's a favorite of mine. Yeah, it's it's a, one of Kat's favorites and one that I'm very willing to drink. So we find it in our in our fridge occasionally. This was the Super Bowl beer. Um, tasteability, like, I don't know. I don't know if you can get higher than this. I think this is like the most tasteable beer. It tastes like mango. Uh, it is a 37 tasteability. Um, drinkability. Drinkability is way too high for the tasteability level. Yeah, it's uh, it's also crazy drinkable. 4.0% alcohol by volume. This, this guy can uh, absolutely get you there. I'm not going to um, lie. That... It seemed higher than that during the Super Bowl. I had a real normal one. Uh, honestly, though, uh, might go straight 37s. Like, this is, yeah, 37 drinkability. I, I feel like if you drink a bunch of them, maybe the drinkability goes down because it is a little sweet, but I don't know right now. I haven't found that. Yeah, it's not even. No. We just, we just got a 37 all around, so shield your ears because we got something. I didn't know this was it. Was this a new thing or? No, it's something I used to do that I overdid, so I stopped. And now I'm going to start. At least when we get. 
I haven't experienced that yet, uh, surprisingly, and it, that was jarring. <laughs> that was a that was a deep cut right there, Drew. That was like season season two, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I got Bergeron, Chara, uh, oh. Craig Smith. So avoid those numbers unless you want that. I also have if we go eighty eight, I have a Chris Posternock uh, edit. And you don't even go to halfway to eighty eight. <laughs> I know, but it's but he's locked down in case, just in case. Hey, when pasta is signed, do eighty eight. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not drinking anything today. I had a pretty pretty gnarly migraine yesterday, and kind of carried over into into today. And I believe I ran it off like literally ran it off but um i don't want to i don't want to test it so i I really want one of those mango carts but i think i'm think i'm gonna hold off so i'm there are some fates you just don't test that's yeah i i don't want to wake up with migraine number two of the week uh tomorrow so but what are you drinking isabel skittle water skittle water and how tasty is it On a scale 80. of 80. 80. Oh, is it 80? It's almost. How drinkable is it? Seventy. Cool. And does it pass the Drew test? I, think I don't it, know. Can you see through it when it's it poured into, into a glass? Yeah. Passes the Drew test. Ooh. Cool. Uh, Wario's wife, aka Mikey. Yes. Uh, Do you have anything? Guys, I'm not gonna lie to you. I took a special chocolate bar that's just starting to kick in. <laughs> so I hope my parents aren't listening. I hope my third grade teacher, Mrs. Steinhauer, isn't listening because I feel like I'm a big disappointment to them all right now. Uh, well, Mikey, we got bad news for you because. <laughs> You guys were you guys were Jerry Springering me? You're morrying me right now. Anyway, that's what I'm doing. Here's my dog. Good. Oh later on, uh later on, Mike, I expect a review of the special chocolate. Oh, uh yeah, it's two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. That's perfect. That's how we have to start reviewing yeah. that. That's two great. Thumbs up. Hey. thumbs up. Hey. Um, I have a I have a reciprocal double dry hopped IPA, seven point three percent alcohol by volume from Bissell Bros. Uh, still completely stocked with Bissell Brothers beer. Thanks, Peter. <laughs> Drink ability. Drink ability. We got. A twenty-two, considering it's a considering it's a double IPA. Really, compared to the average beer, we're gonna go like a seven. Tasteability, whoa, we'll go thirty-two. Um, it's definitely hoppy as fuck. Um, seriously, I mean, double dry hopped, but uh, yeah, on a lot of double IPAs I have have not been this hoppy. So very very hoppy, but. If you like hoppy, try it out. I'm, I'm appreciating the uh, commitment to language and subject matter while there's a six-year-old on, on this podcast. It's great. I love it. 
Well, I don't see one. I see whatever this is. What is this? <laughs> what replaced oh, Isabel? There she is. Okay. What is that sitting there? Animal. I just need that before we move on. She heard you say, I don't see her. And she's like, guess who's back, bitches? <laughs> oh. <laughs> you did not say that? Okay. <laughs> oh, she's not here. So what's, okay. uh, what is that thing? Is that a stuffed animal? What's its story? A stuffed animal? Yeah. It says, I love you. Oh, I really needed to hear that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, who sent that to you? Yeah. And what do you call your parents? What are their names? Claudia, Grumpy David, and Obio. <laughs> Claudia, Grumpy David, and Obio, which is the dog. They're sick names. That's like my mom's usually Miss Claudia, but I guess uh, just the first name is not around. But not not for Grumpy David. No, Grumpy He's David. forever Grumpy David. <laughs> That's great. And now, for a word from our sponsors. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all of your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat and feel the sweat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more, plus with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a free, risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. This time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time, pretty unrealistic. I've actually found that the smallest changes to your routine can make the biggest impact in the same way you don't have to break the bank make a big deal purchase even the smallest things can be a part of big change if it's something you use every day like Raycons. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party. Raycons got you covered. And yep, Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands, so you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each, a pair and a spare, and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if you know you'll love your Raycons, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great 
about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options. Every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. Some products include three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, noise isolation, awareness mode. Those are some features there for you. Ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off buyraycon.com slash THPN. Um, so yeah, we got some listener questions that we can rattle through here. Um, some of it's Bruins, some of it's NHL in general, and then we have some special questions just for Mikey. No, later on, which might be part two. We'll see when we get to those. However oh, long Cam can last. Um, first question from Tommy Orton at the Tommy Orton, um, which was our first official Bruce and Bruins shirt is overseas with Tommy. The, fir- okay. the first official overseas Bruce and Bruins shirt. So um, there you go. What should the Bruins do with Craig Smith? He's a good player. I assume he means handsome and w- would serve another team very well. But something doesn't seem to be clicking this year. So what to do with Craig Smith? I feel like we've talked about it before, but like some sort of trade bait if the Bruins make a move, like he- he'd be part of a package. Um, otherwise he's kind of sticking around as your depth player for the playoffs. Yeah. Um, Assuming everyone's healthy. I don't know how much trade bait he is because right now he's always been that guy who like the analytics kind of outplayed the guy on the ice. Um, and now the analytics aren't even there. So Mm. a little bit like he already didn't maybe have that much trade value. And now that the, uh, the on-ice product isn't really all that good and not really giving you all that much. Uh, I don't know what team he has more value to than the Bruins right now. And I mean, unless you're sending him back in a trade where you're trying to get rid of money, then yeah, yeah. that's like, what I mean by like a package. Yeah. What's what's the cap it? Three, it's like three point one maybe. It's too high for a player of his caliber, but too low yeah. anything too- real value. Too low for a player that handsome. I, I think he's like good fourth liner. Like if you just stick him on the fourth line, like I think he's totally well served down there, and he's not hurting you. But yeah, I mean he's thirty three as well, right? So like, I feel like leading into the playoffs, the Bruins are tempting fate if they get rid of a reasonably healthy, serviceable depth veteran ahead of the play. Like that's just, that's what other teams are trying to load up on. And I feel like if you get rid of that ahead of the playoffs, that's just like, that's just like F around, find out uh, what happens when you get rid of your serviceable playoff depth. Yeah, you uh, end up with like third line AJ Greer. Yeah, I I don't know if I'm ready for that, so. Yeah, you know, just from uh, from what I've followed from the Bruins, and I'm sure you guys have talked about it a lot, what they should do at the trade deadline, but it, it seems like the big they're they're obviously rolling like at an unprecedented pace, right? And the question is, do you, it seems like they have this tricky needle to thread? Is it's 
if they should they add and then what should if they are what are they going to add and like are you going to subtract from this team that's been you know really just rolling for the entire season yeah and i think one of the things with that is like if you're trading to a team that's kind of like middle of the pack that's kind of giving up on the playoff chase that could be in need of a roster player for like the next couple of years there are players like that on the bruins like Matt Grizzlick, Jake DeBrusque. And if the Bruins had proven that without Jake DeBrusque, like this team's still humming, um, then maybe they could feel like pretty good about giving up somebody like that. But right now, they kinda, <laughs> yeah, it kind of feels like, okay, we need a guy like that back because Craig Smith hasn't really been able to carry the water on the first line. Um, so carry the water. Carry the frozen water. I don't know. This is kind of something I think we talked about it with Court a few weeks ago, though, is like this weird dilemma of like if there's a year to go for it, this is it. But also they've been so good that I'm a little scared to mess with anything. And it's like that weird, like, I don't know, if they don't win it, then you're gonna say whatever they did was wrong. But um you really like there's very good arguments for either side of like you don't know Bergeron and Krejci's future. This is the year to sell out and give everything you have to try to, you know, push one more over the ledge before, before kind of that core retires. But at the same time, you know, they're, what, 48 and 6 at the time of this recording? So it's like they maybe don't need that much help, and if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing. How much are you willing to risk to actually, like, get that to go? So I don't know. It's it's a weird, like Mike, you said, it's a weird kind of – Needle the thread there. Oh, Mikey yeah. looks like he's double checking the Bruins record to make sure it's actually <laughs> so what's going on. My jaw just dropped. I was like, "What? Get the frick out of here!" <laughs> it doesn't make. It's one of those things you look at it. And you're like, "Ah, it's not. I that's thought, not a real I number." Thought the, I, the hallucinogens were kicking in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's no. just it's it's like editing like a someone's Wikipedia. Yeah, I, I, I actually like, just was reading a THN article or a, a TSN article rather, um, and. It was one of those things where I kind of recognized of of like, oh, I'm going to read this like four years from now and be like, wow, we really did not realize how good we had it at that second. Like, you know what I mean? It's always hard to appreciate. I feel like teams that are dominant in the moment as much as you should. And then you look back like a year later or two years later, however long and be like, wow, like we appreciated it, but not quite enough. Like it's so, it's so weird to see that. Since what, 2007? Like since... 2008 when Shara got there yeah I mean that's the thing like to see a a contender for that long and then to see what you know what I mean like the the storyline for the last what five years was that they're getting too old and eventually it's going to crumble and it looked like that was going to maybe start to finally be true and then just the opposite right now (laughs) they're just surging one last time it's it's remarkable I, I would say the the argument builds every year that the Bruins don't really make a splash at the deadline and say like, oh, well, this is the reason why they couldn't get through the playoffs. But I mean, like what, every what, time, what do you want to do with this I team? Mean, like, every time people are worried about them not doing a big enough, not making a big enough deal at the trade deadline, I just think about when they added, I think it was when they added Yager that uh, Martian like was terrified to shoot the puck and was like, I can't shoot and be selfish when there's Yager on the ice with me. Just like kept overpassing and it almost like scoops the team out of playing as well as they could. I will say the one time that I've been absolutely certain that one single move would have entirely changed the course of history for the Bruins 
was if that deal had gone through. (laughs) Can I tell you a story about that? I got in, I was working at the sports hub and I got in trouble because I was working late and like to the deadline. And then everyone reported that that trade went through people. Like, I think it it got reported that that trade happened, like that the Bruins were getting a Gimla. It was like, it was really, really late or it was right before the deadline. I couldn't remember. It was really, really late at night. So I, updated an article and say like Bruins get a Ginla and then yesterday the next morning the Pens ended up getting him and I got fucking ro- sorry roasted by my boss anyway, that's that's the race the first is that's like the classic thing they teach you in journalism school yeah right? I, also I was 22 so like whatever yeah, whatever <laughs> this, was, this was literally like 12 years ago 11 years ago I can't but uh yeah that's my drum again whenever I think of that trade deadline the Yager trade I was like god like just like one of those like moments you look back on in life and just cringe hard about just like i can't believe i did that i wasn't the first to report it that was the thing i was just going off of everything (laughs) i'm pretty sure tsn had it on the bottom line you saw a tweet from hags yeah uh, i was hacking with hags that's that's the (laughs) the way you do it yeah i think that's the one move i've ever been like that's the move other than that like what what are you doing like what's the max percent chance like a really good dominant team has to win the stanley cup like even those great lightning teams like the avalanche have been so good like and just gone a hot goalie too a hot goalie can derail anyone we can change the series. Like, are we really mortgaging like the entire future organization plus roster players for uh, an extra three percent chance of winning the Stanley Cup? Or like, I don't know how to calculate that. It's just like I think the only player that would be potentially worth adding at this point would be Jacob Chikrin because you're not adding a loaner; you're adding a permanent piece and a really uh, good contract and yeah. a really good contract, uh, but his health has been super dicey. And so there's a chance that you add him for long-term success, but potentially you, like you can't guarantee that you're adding him as a playoff workhorse just because he hasn't proven to be, uh, like, I, I love him. I think he's a great player. I will be very sad to see the Coyotes not move forward with him, but like, I I think that he isn't a player that you add with a guarantee that he's going to be what pushes you over the edge in the playoffs. So yeah, that's something that you could wait for the summer. On I'm I'm very willing to do that if it's not like if that's that's another team where like it doesn't really make sense to send somebody like Matt Grizzlick back. Like I don't no. know what the Arizona Coyotes do with Matt Grizzlick other than like well we have this new piece to trade to somebody else. Yeah. And that's not really good business. Um, so I'm willing to do that if you're not taking away from the roster. But like if the Kings really want him, I don't think the Bruins have anything near what they have to offer unless you're including roster oh. players. And I, I would so we talked to Colin about this and Colin, like I had been on the Timo Meyer bandwagon for a while, being the big Sharks guy that I am. Um but like I think he's the only guy out there who would reasonably increase the Bruins' chances of winning. I mean, there are other players out there like Dylan Larkin, who that's more of a future move. Uh, like I don't know what Dylan Larkin does for the team right now. Like, are you bumping Krejci onto the third line? Like, who uh, is, yeah. is he centering your third line? 
Adam Henrique is is an intriguing option if you're not giving up too much. He's another one though. That, who he's a really he's a guy he's a guy I'd like the Islanders to get. Like he, I, I think he would be a great like third liner that where you can move somebody off. And, and, like that's the perfect type of. Like, he's, he's, having, he's having a great shooting year. Like and he, he's and I don't it, like he's got another year left. I think after this, like yeah. I think he could be a pretty good piece that you could get maybe for a second. Like, I don't think you'd have to break the bank for a guy like him, to be honest. Yeah. But then yeah. There, there are other names out there, like Gavrikov, where I'm like, what, what, what has this guy done where, like, his price is that high? Like, it, they're talking about a first and a third for Gavrikov because. Oh, so they're talking about a first and a third for him, then Chikrin's going to be half a roster. I don't think I would give up a third for Gavrikov <laughs> right now. I, I don't think That's he would. Wild. I don't think the top six for the Bruins and another aspect of Chikorin is you know Arizona can they can it's already a great contract that he's playing on and Arizona can retain some too they can you throw another asset in there they can retain you know however much of that contract and it'd be even cheaper mm, I think they can't retain as much because they're oh really yeah but retain some there is some they can retain a little bit I think yeah. they can retain, but since he has so much of his contract left I don't think they would be willing to retain just because yeah, he's got two years after. Yeah, but I guess if he only has two left yeah. on it, then two years maybe past this. If, if, if it's an enticing enough, you know, asset, you never know. I, and I think if if another piece, because like you were saying with Matt Grizzlick, I I think they could use someone like that because ideally they were hoping to offload one of. Chikrin or Gassespierre, uh, and unfortunately, Gassespierre has been out with an upper body injury for. I mean, he's out for the foreseeable future. He's he's out long term, so I think they can no longer, essentially, just recoup picks on that trade. They they need someone to fill in in the lineup, and I know that they've added Yusuf Alamaki back to the lineup, but ideally, I don't think that they want only their young guys out there right now. Um, so I think they potentially could take someone like this like that but and then kind of funny to see what craig smith could do with a 30 goal pacer lawson kraus that's one that honestly i'm surprised i haven't i know he wants to stay in arizona because he likes it there but i'm surprised i haven't seen teams asking about him because he's been free mikey riley like i I don't understand like there has to be a team out there that can use mike riley and i understand like he doesn't have any value because the bruins have driven it into the floor but or he has what happened nothing like he just feel that terrible for the guy he started being really bad that's what happened (laughs) i mean i'm just trying to provoke chris that's all (laughs) it's a guy who has a very similar skill set to matt grizzlick and so it's kind of hard to have two of those guys Mm -hmm. on your left side and then I guess try and figure out what the rest, like what fill in the rest. And I've always been on the Mike Riley train, but like send him to Arizona, see if they can revamp him like they did with Gasses there. Yeah, I I felt like Riley was gonna mesh with the Montgomery system, and I mean he tried for a few games and didn't really work out. So whatever, I'm not too broken up about it. I just like this is a guy who absolutely belongs on an nhl roster for sure probably, probably in a top four somewhere for sure i i was like when he i, I was always i thought the islanders would take a grab at him 
when he was put on waivers, like, or in any other team. I, I completely agree. But I guess the idea of paying $3 million to a guy who's yeah. spent most of the season in the AHL is not something that teams want to do. And uh, most teams don't have cap space at this point. And, yeah. Uh, want to leave what minute cap space they have open for, you know, bigger opportunities, I guess. That has made the trade deadline interesting that we haven't really seen any. Uh, we have, I mean, the cap's been static, but players have been wanting to sign, obviously, the higher deals as they should. And so we've seen contracts going up, but not the cap. So we're seeing like less and less available space for teams to work with. And it's just, it's been kind of funny. Who's got the train, man? Yeah, that'd be me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think that's, I think that's our sign to end this one and move to the next. Uh, yeah, move. Cam, if you're looking to go. Yeah, I think I might call it here. Hell yeah. Um, go for it. Unfortunately, my yeah, about, voice is not quite as pleasing as Chris's. So. <laughs> Cam, Cam, as a guest on this two-part episode. Cannoli, Cam. Say hey, cannoli. I'm sorry, Cannoli. Apologize to Cannoli. I'm sorry, Cannoli. Cam, as a, as a guest on this two-part episode, because Mikey is replacing you for this this, this yeah. next one, um, can you drop your ats and where we can find your work and your social yeah, security? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can find me. <laughs> <laughs> what a classic! What a classic goof! And that's the end of the episode. I feel like I'm a practical joker.